Hello, everyone. I'm Jamie DiPolo, Senior Editor at BreastCancer.org. Welcome to our podcast. Our guest today is Kelly Hogan. She received her undergraduate degree in journalism from Northeastern University and her nutrition education, training, and master's degree in clinical nutrition from New York University. As the nutrition and wellness manager at the Dubin Breast Center at Mount Sinai, Kelly incorporates a holistic approach, focusing not only on nutrition, but overall wellness, including physical activity, stress management, and sleep. Before the Dubin Breast Center, Kelly worked with the general surgery and oncology in patient populations at Mount Sinai Hospital. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Jamie. Today, we are going to talk about healthy eating during the holidays. Um, also, eating during the holidays for people who happen to be in breast cancer treatment. So the holidays almost always bring gatherings, receptions, lots of people getting together and almost always, at least for the ones that I've been to, the centerpiece of these gatherings are sugary carbohydrates. And so, you know, chocolate, cookies, everything. Um, and if people are in treatment or if they're just trying to, to eat healthy, how do they have fun and not feel left out when, you know, everyone else is seemingly, you know, eating 5,000 cookies? That's, that's such a good question. And I think um, my answer lies in, first of all, why are we putting these sugary carbohydrates on this pedestal, right? If we look at them as being these bad or forbidden foods, we're just going to want them more. So I think my first piece of advice is to really say, have some sugary carbohydrates. They're okay. They're not going to hurt you. And in as part of a generally healthy plant-based diet, which I do advocate for, there's always room for cookies or treats or anything that you want in that area. Okay, so that sounds good. We're not putting sugary carbs on a pedestal. We'll have them in along with another healthy diet. But what happens if, you know, you're going someplace and maybe you don't have a chance to eat ahead of time and that's all there is. Is that still okay? I mean, you don't ever want to put yourself in a situation where you're really, really hungry and there are limited options for food. I think especially if, you know, there are sugary carbohydrates or refined carbohydrates available and they're the only thing available. If we're starving, that's what the body wants anyway. So it's really easy to overeat if you get yourself in that situation. But I think it's also really possible to kind of think ahead and plan a little bit and always have some kind of snack before you head to a party just so you arrive feeling comfortable and not just completely starving and making a beeline for all the snacks. Um, because then you can enjoy what you want in a little bit more of a controlled mindset. I know there are certain foods that people who are in active breast cancer treatment should avoid. Um, I know one of them is grapefruit. That that seems to interact with a lot of different chemotherapy and targeted therapy medicines. Um, but are there any what I would call holiday foods, like foods that tend to be really popular during the holiday that people who are in treatment should avoid? Aside from the usual, you know, no raw or undercooked fish or meats, I think something else to think about is if you go to a holiday buffet or a holiday party where foods are being left out for a long time, you want to be careful because that increases the risk of bacterial contamination for any food, really. So, um, so I would just think ahead, you know, in terms of, you know, how are these foods being refrigerated? Do they need refrigeration? And maybe be careful and avoid certain foods that have a higher likelihood of going bad. Um, and that could be, you know, any kind of like cheese or meat. 
Um, even vegetable platters and stuff like that, I think you also have to think about people sneezing on them or touching them and stuff like that. You know, for you and I, that would be fine and our bodies could handle that. But if you're on active treatment, you're just at a higher risk to get sick from something like that. Kind of the flip side to that, um, are there any holiday foods that are especially nourishing or that you would recommend for people who are in treatment? I think we can't um, totally forget about or not recognize the fact that food is emotional and we have certain emotions surrounding various foods. And during the holidays, I think this is even more prevalent. So I think foods that can be nourishing could be foods that make you feel happy and positive and comforted during the holidays. And oftentimes those are special holiday dishes that maybe you don't really eat other times of the year. Um, So I would really say if you're looking forward to special meals or special dishes, enjoy those because those are nourishing not just for the body, but for the mind and the soul. And that's important too. My next question is, is something that I personally have a big problem with and that's being at a reception or, you know, some sort of party and I start talking and I also find myself just eating and drinking mindlessly because I'm talking and I'm not paying attention to anything that I'm putting in my mouth. Um, So is it, is there a way or are there any tricks other than sort of pinching yourself every now and then to sort of say, hey, wait a minute, what, what's in your mouth right this second? And should you be eating that eighth slice of cheese that you, you know, as you stand here and shove it in? I mean, it can be really hard to keep track, especially if it's a snack situation with a lot of appetizers or bite-sized foods and you're chatting and talking. Um, I think focusing on the company around you and enjoying conversations is really important. Um, there's nothing wrong with snacking while you're doing that. I think it could be a good idea to really check in with yourself every 10 minutes or 15 minutes just and really ask yourself certain questions like, how is my body feeling? Am I, am I feeling hungry? Am I feeling comfortable? Um, and if you're feeling comfortable, you know, I think that's one way you can focus a little bit more on the conversation and the mingling and not so much the snacking. Um, and if you're feeling hungry, then, you know, ask other questions to yourself, like, okay, what does my body want right now? And is that a little snack? Um, is it a drink? Am I thirsty? So I think just going about things a little bit more slowly and just taking a few extra steps to be mindful can be helpful. We know that alcohol increases the risk of a first-time breast cancer as well as recurrence. Um, Alcohol also seems to be a staple of a lot of holiday gatherings. Um, And if people, sometimes people feel strange if they're at a, you know, at a big party and they're not drinking because people seem to notice. Um, Are there any strategies to be so people can be comfortable and festive and have a great time and and just be comfortable with not drinking. I think the holidays are a really good time for some fancy mocktails. I think if you're holding a drink, that in itself maybe makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, Whether or not it has alcohol in it doesn't really matter so, so much. Um, So, you know, not just having water and feeling kind of bored with that, but maybe having some a little bit of cranberry juice with seltzer and lime or kind of crushing up some mint and berries in some seltzer. Um, those are just, you know, very basic ideas. I think we can get more creative too. Um, but, you know, stuff like that can just help you, you know, have a little flavor in what you're drinking and maybe feel a little bit more included. 
um, but without actually drinking the alcohol. Here's a question for you, because this has happened to me a couple times when I've asked for seltzer or, you know, something else. And the person, whether I'm out and it's a, you know, official server or if it's at someone's house, they don't give me a, a pretty glass. Like I don't get a wine glass. I get a plastic cup or, you know, so it's clearly obvious that I have something different. Is is there a language someone can use to sort of tell the person, hey, I want a pretty glass too without sounding whiny? That's exactly it. Can I have X drink in a wine glass? I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. And there's no reason why you should be able to have your drink in a wine glass. So I think just asking for it can help you kind of get over that kind of little difference. So we talked a little bit about eating ahead of time. Um, if you're going to a party and you can plan, but what happens if you get invited to a holiday dinner, like a Thanksgiving dinner, a Christmas dinner, a Seder dinner, all the all the dinners that come up, um, and you're not quite sure what the host is going to be serving? Um, can you eat healthy and, and not be rude? I mean, can you, especially, I think I'm thinking of someone who's in treatment, who may have some, you know, severe restrictions. Like, is it can you bring your own food and not be rude? Do you have any advice for folks in those situations? I have two answers to this. I think first, if you're in treatment and there's only a short list of foods that you can tolerate that sound good to you, I think communicating with the host ahead of time, um, if you're comfortable doing that about you know certain foods that you can tolerate, I think is a great idea just so you feel more comfortable going into that situation. And so you know, the host knows as well. So either they can help you prepare ahead of time, or they won't be thrown if you do bring a few things that you know, you'll be able to tolerate that won't be at the dinner. Um, I think the second part of my answer is if you are out of treatment, and you're just, you know, kind of focusing a lot on foods being unhealthy, I think let's take a step back and talk about what is healthy. You know, I think healthy is being able to go to a holiday dinner and enjoy what is served for you, whatever that may be, um, and honor your hunger and your fullness cues. I think so often we forget about that and think a little bit too much about, you know, these foods are bad or good. So I think just going in and taking your time with the food and enjoying it. Again, if it's food that you're not used to eating, that you only eat a couple times a year during the holidays, um, we really do want to enjoy it. You know, I think uh, most holiday dinners are pretty diverse. So you can get, you know, a some vegetables in with whatever other delicious foods that are available. So there's, you know, there's always a balance, but I think going in thinking, you know, all of these foods are on, you know, an equal playing field. There's no good, bad, black, white, you know, everything is kind of a little bit more gray. I think that helps set you up for having a more comfortable meal and not feeling unnecessary guilt afterwards. I don't know if anybody ever asks you this, but is it possible to take some real traditional holiday foods um, and make them healthier? Uh, and I don't necessarily mean like fewer calories, but I'm thinking, you know, less refined sugar, maybe some more whole foods in there. You know, I think it's always possible based on what you like and what recipes you're used to using. I think there are often substitutes for things that are usually fried and maybe we can steam them or grill them or roast them. I think roasting vegetables is a great way to bring flavor out that doesn't necessarily um, have too, too much, you know, frying involved. I think things like olive oil are great for roasting vegetables and we shouldn't be afraid of those kind of fats. 
Um, I think we can always substitute like a whole wheat flour in for white flour if we want to get a little bit more fiber into a baked good or a bread or something like that. Um, so little tweaks here and there I think are always possible. And I think the vastness of the internet that is today, I think it's pretty easy to find good substitutes or healthy tweaks on things that we typically like. I have two final questions for you. One, um, do you know what's going to be on your holiday meal menu? Are you are you hosting a meal or making things to bring to a meal? Yes, that's such a good question. So I am hosting a small Thanksgiving. Um, so we'll kind of do a traditional turkey. And then there's uh, this kale salad that I really like from the New York Times that has apple and cheddar and almonds in it, which is a really nice side dish. Um, and then we'll do like mashed sweet potatoes with all of the amount of butter the recipe calls for because it's delicious that way um and probably like a roasted brussels sprout or roasted broccoli and some cornbread which is always really good i think i use a martha stewart recipe for the cornbread so um so I think that's it. That's all I can think of right now. Well, that sounds delicious. Um, so to wrap up, if you had, say, two or three pieces of advice for somebody who is, you know, maybe in treatment or just finished treatment, um, maybe is a little nervous about facing her or his first holiday season um, this way, what, what, what are the few things that you might tell them to think about as they go into it to kind of put them on an even keel? Yeah, I would say take some deep breaths and and relax. Um, even if you, once you get to your holiday meal, if you're feeling overwhelmed, just going into a bathroom or a spare bedroom just to gather yourself, I think can be really important, especially if, you know, people are asking you a lot of questions about your treatment or giving you a lot of attention that is overwhelming. I think it can be helpful just to take some time for yourself and, and breathe a little bit. I think like I said before, when it comes to the actual meal and eating the foods, I think kind of getting yourself out of a black and white mindset and looking at all of these food choices in a neutral gray area can be really helpful um, and really help you enjoy the foods that you like without feeling like there's something wrong with that and that you're hurting yourself by doing it because you're not. Excellent. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. I wish you a wonderful holiday season. Thank you so much. You as well. Thanks for having me.